welcome Susan um, to the Unpacking Depression podcast. As I was explaining to you, I'm having conversations with folks with lived experience of depression and um, hearing their stories, um, having conversations. We'll just we'll see where this goes, and um, it's nice to have you on here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes. Um, not really a conversation that you normally have with people. No, I know, and it's yeah, it's very. <laughs> Um, specific and yeah usually if people don't ask about certain things then it just kind of gets buried in your story somewhere and in your history and it is an important story to get out absolutely which is which is why I'm doing it Mm -hmm. Um, great we'll we'll see where it goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm your host for those of you who might just be listening in for the first time I'm doing a whole series on unpacking depression and I'm your host Eugenia McGuire I'm a social worker I, um, I'm learning a lot from having these conversations and realizing that I actually have had an experience of depression. I didn't really think that I had, but it's not really where my nervous system tends to go when mm. I'm under stress. But um, I'll pass it over to you, Susan, if, to introduce yourself however you like. Okay, I'm Susan Parkinson, and uh, I come from, I'm living currently in rural Alberta in mm-hmm. a small community and, and working in a small community, and I... Um, yeah, I have to say I had depression. Um, I hit rock bottom, and this is I'm going to have Kleenexes handy because I still to this day, um, I find it tough to talk about sometimes. And at the same time, I recognize the importance of talking about it because one of the biggest things of overcoming depression is the stigma. Yeah, the stigma of facing your coworkers, the stigma of facing your family, the stigma of that you place on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been about, um, it's been close to 20 years. I had to think about that. Um, though I do know that was when I hit rock bottom. When I say I hit rock bottom, I did not work for three years. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, and it, 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 that doesn't happen overnight. That was the first thing I became aware of is the fact that I had been going to my family doctor and saying things. And I do remember going to my family doctor at the time and going like, I think I'm going crazy. Mm. I think I'm going crazy. Like. I'm I I I'm I'm thinking of kidding, killing myself. I'm I'm thinking of I can't stop crying. I can't get out of bed. So like and she mm. and I remember very clearly her saying to me, um, "Suck it up. You're strong. I don't know what your problem is. You've got a good life. You got a good job." And and I remember like, "Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll suck it up." I'm gonna so literally, they, literally they said, literally, "Suck it literally, up." Literally, I got told to suck it up. This is a medical doctor. This was a medical yeah. doctor. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so that probably went on for about a year or so. And dragging myself to work. Loved my job. Loved what I was doing. Um, but I remember one particular day um, breaking down in a store. And um, literally sitting on the floor and just breaking down. Just, that was it. I'd hit rock bottom. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was... Um, you know, we talk about that stigma, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> small community. Let me tell you, everybody heard about that one. <laughs> it oh, was, geez. it was, um, yeah. I and I don't know what it was because I re- I remember going to grocery stores, and to, to the grocery store sort of thing, and um, literally ducking from not seeing people because I didn't have the energy to even have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you like just, you know, go in, get out, just leave. Um, so, anyways, I was in in a in a store and I had uh, had a breakdown and um, people helped and uh, one of the saving graces was a doctor 
who was not my own. Mm. Um, basically took me on. Okay. Like, and okay. Just said, like as a result of seeing I've you in the store? A result of this. And mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, um, you know, come, come. I'll take this. This is, this is, this is. And I said, no, I already have a family doctor. You know how hard it is to get doctors. Don't worry about it. And um, to this day, he's definitely saved my life. There wow. is no doubt about it. <clears throat> An incredible man. Stuck with, with me uh, through the three, four years of uh, going through it. So basically what happens is, of course, uh, for any of you that have gone through depression, um, they normally will give you the normal procedure is um, you go in and talk to your doctor. They start you on. It, in BC in particular, I got sent to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and But even before that, the doctor had given me, um, I think it was only a, a month or so off, just to kind of see where you're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember um, going to the psychiatrist. Um, I don't know how beneficial that was because they only see you once every six months sort of thing. It's not... For 10 minutes. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, it's, and it's basically just, here's some drugs. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and I had a hard time with that in the sense that I don't like taking drugs. Most mm-hmm. of us don't. Um, but I was desperate. So I, you did just take I, them? I, I, I took them and end up being a zombie which mm. was part of it as well. Like it was, I guess, it, like it took, it took probably six to eight months before they actually had figured out a combination. So you and tried all these different I tried all these, pills. and they don't, and yeah. you can't just stop. I learned that the hard way. You just can't stop once you start taking them. And, and um, yeah, I just remember constantly trying because I, I was so desperate to stop this, this blackness, mm-hmm. I think was the biggest thing. Um, so I, I remember it was three months off and it went end up what happened with her that three months that they gave me off um i crashed a course again at work like doing something else because i think i went into work just because i felt obligated um long story short i end up it ended up being expanded to a year and then i got expanded for another year like a disability leave yes. where you had enough income where you could kind yeah. of survive and try to deal with it yeah yeah and thank god Thank God for mm-hmm. a, uh, for a medical disability, mm-hmm. um, short term and long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I have because a lot of the the programs they put you into, which I, I kind of always kind of wondered how <laughs> they weren't all that successful. Because it's one of the things on disability, you're also expected to do certain things. You're required. Their They're mission required. is to get They're you back to work. To get you back. Yeah, yeah. The the challenge is when um, particularly, I, and I can only speak from my type of depression. I didn't want to see people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to these group sessions, and I'm and I may go, but I'm not going to say anything. Like I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm I, I didn't want to see anybody. Um, I just remember being very dark. I remember um, I used to dream in color, and that was mm. probably one of the first things that went was oh. uh, my my dreams. And then then there was no dreams at all. That was um, that was something that became very obvious is the fact that I, I never I never dreamed. And yet we all know we dream. Yeah. But, and I, my dreams were a good, a, a good part of me because they were always in color, which I really enjoyed. Reading, um, look where I work, in a mm-hmm. library, and mm-hmm. I love reading. Um, I did not read for almost four years. Couldn't pick up a book, didn't have that concentration needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw my doctor, um, he was so great. Um, the medical, uh, perfect, uh, the, um, the disability only gives you so many sessions 
in, uh, let's say, psychiatrist or psychologist, I should say. And he really believed in it takes both things to make you better. You have to kind of figure out what that that real is, that, that mm -hmm. continual thing you're telling yourself in your head. Um, so he felt really, in, it was really important for, for me to go see a, psych a psychologist. And of course, I think, I think back then, I think I was allowed six a year, something like that. Um, I, again, um, I believe in, 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 in angels surrounding me because my psychologist kept me on for the whole three years. And I started off seeing her twice a week. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it took almost a year before I went down to one once a week. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the biggest part of my depression that I remember the most is the fact that I just didn't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. I just, um, I remember thinking of Thelma and Louise. Mm. And I lived in the mountains and it would take nothing just to, I didn't want to drive because I was afraid that I was just going to just take that car and just go right over these, the cliff mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that would be, that would make, that would make the pain go away. That would make the blackness go away. Um, I remember talking to family member that said, um, you know, um, come on, there's no, come on, really? You just want mm -hmm. some time off from work? Mm -hmm. You know, that type of thing. Um, I never left the, very seldom left the house and, if, and I had to be, it had to be to do something. Like I just, because one thing they tell you is, is, well, go and visit your family, go and do some stuff, like go and relax. Um, I had hit such a bottom that I, I, I couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, my curtains were constantly closed and that's when my friends would come pounding on the door and open those curtains and drag me out of bed and, and, you know, we need to move you. We need to get you. So I, you know, I had two or three friends that were very supportive, which is incredible. Cause did that help when they did that? Um, it was a love-hate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, um, I don't know. It still took three years mm -hmm. before I, you mm -hmm. know, before I got back to, and even then, when I say three years, that's got back to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's still a process after that that I really... Um, yeah, I don't think you can really put a time on it. And I have, uh, what scared me a lot too was the fact that I actually have a lot of mental health in my family. I've lost cousins that have, I think four of them altogether that I can think of that have committed suicide. Um, I have a grandmother that uh, has gone through shock treatment way back in the 60s. For uh, depression? Um, th back then I don't think they really knew what it was. They didn't call it that. They didn't call they... it that. Because I, I do remember m my mom talking about how... Um, after each pregnancy, grandma would go to bed, uh, and they yes. had to hire a nurse to yes, look yes, after yes. the baby because so back then, of course, postpartum depression, which we mm -hmm. again, in the and that would have been in the forties and fifties, and nobody knew it. Um, I remember visiting my grandma every about about May, April, May of every year. Grandma ended up in the psych ward at the hospital. It's just, it was just her cycle, and my grand I do know my grandmother saw. Um, her and, and Michael the Archangel were quite close, mm. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Um, Is and that I, considered like delusion? Delusion, yeah. That that, you know what? We yeah. never talked about it. Mm. You know, like, I mean, even when Grandma went into the hospital, and I would go and have lunch with her because it was really close to my high school, which was really good. Um, but yet, yeah, the family still never talked about it. We just know that Grandma was sick. That's mm -hmm. all we knew. Mm -hmm. Grandma was sick, and Grandma's gone away for a little bit. And, and don't talk about and it. And don't talk about it. It's shameful, know, it, just. Nobody knows, nobody, like, let's yeah. keep it on the DL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody has to know our business, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. so so when I, um, 
when I started to feel this, and we're talking 20 years later, you know, because mm-hmm. it was definitely later on in life. Um, I didn't even know how to tell my fa- my family and my and my, my my mom and dad, you know, like, am I am I crazy like grandma? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go to them and say like, what was grandma's symptoms? What what did she? Mm-hmm. What was she? Do you, is there a label at least? Is there something I can be reading up upon? Um, I I hid it from my family because unless and no one visited me, so unless they really you know um, they would phone and oh, not taking calls right now anyway. So I would just phone them back when I felt like I could, or I'd phone them when I know nobody was going to be home. Right. So I just had to leave a message. String it along and kind of <laughs> present yourself like, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they know you were off work or anything like that? Not at or? that, not for the, probably for the first six months. Okay. And then, and then I eventually, you know, like I, I need, well, part of your therapy too is you need to kind of own up to some of the things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I thought that my, my, my mom, whose mother it was that was, was in the psych ward and had the shot treatment, I thought uh, she would be more receptive to it. Um, I don't really know if they were. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they, I don't know. I don't know if they were kind of embarrassed because their daughter was, mm. you know. Um, I think they were probably grateful that I didn't live in the same community as them. Mm. So nobody would knew, know about it, you know. Right. Sue's doing good. It's all good. It's all right. good. There she is. Um, I, as I said, I did have one member of the family, though, that just kind of went, you know, come on. Oh, you know, wow. Like, come on. Um and now you just kind of, you know, and you, you, yeah. Am I overly close to that person? No, because I'll never forget that. It was yeah, when I needed, when I needed somebody the most. I needed somebody to be non-judgmental. I needed mm-hmm, somebody mm-hmm. to be, um, to believe in me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I because that's the other thing. I had people I worked with kind of went, oh, this you're is, going for a free ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. So this is what my my taxes are going to towards oh, paying, totally. and and you know, like, come on, the job wasn't that stressful. Yeah. And that's, of course, not the only reason why you get depressed. And no, of course not. <laughs> and, in fact, More to life than just your job. <laughs> and the job wasn't that stressful. It was actually quite fun. But uh, I just think, I remember um, having to go to my psychiatrist. And, of course, I had to drive. And my, my partner at the time drove me to her. And all I remember is the panic attack because we were going to just drive by the place I worked at. Mm. Like, literally... I'm 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 sweating. I'm shaking, and we're just gonna drive by it. We're not even stopping. That's was this to try to reintegrate you? No, or we like, had to go to the psychiatrist. Oh, because you were on your way to another <laughs> way. appointment. And we okay. had to go right the other way. The, oh every time else when I went and saw my therapist was the mm-hmm. other way, so I never had to deal with that. I had no idea how hard it was to drive by that place. And oh yet, yeah, there's so much shame. Yeah. yeah. So imbe- I was so embarrassed. And living in a, such a small community, everybody knew. Right. Yeah. Everybody knew. Um, but I do remember the process of, of um, I can't say good and bad days. For the first six, seven months, there was just bad days. There was no good days. There was just, um, I remember, I remember, I did remember phoning, um, the suicide hotline mm-hmm. um, one night just to kind of I just needed to talk I needed to talk to somebody that I kn- I did know that nobody was going to judge me there yes right, right. that's I, what their job is yeah, so they job. should so, be so, able to so, respond yeah. appropriately yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I mean having said that I remember going to a, um, a psych- psychiatric nurse yes psychiatric mm-hmm. nurse and, and they were doing uh, um, programs for um, 
for depressed people or anyone, I guess, with any type of uh, clinical illness, um, mental illness. And I remember telling her something that had happened in my childhood, which I believe also was a part of the depression mm-hmm. because you carry mm-hmm. that weight on you and oh, you know course, what I mean and then it when it when it breaks the, the back and I just remember her saying to me well that's a long time ago so you're over it now what yeah who are these I know, people I, what I know is there's how a, did you get such there, bad there's, luck with there is a these. there is a lot of I, well that's actually <laughs> when I can well I never saw her again after that I didn't Good. I, I, Good I, I, I couldn't I, I could not I remember going to my my gr- wonderful doctor and and he said, okay, well, we'll figure something else yeah. out. We'll figure something else out. Stay away out. from those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah. And then, well, well, that was a long time ago. You're over it now. Well, apparently not if I'm bringing it up to you. <laughs> Still kind of at the forefront of my mind, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, no kidding. Um, and then you just kind of realize that, that people go in to help people for the right reasons. Mm. But is it the right reasons? Like right. I, you know, I can, like, where's your empathy? And I often thought when I, you know, when I was better, do I go and talk to these people? No. Yeah. No, it's not going to change who they are. And yeah. Uh, but I do remember going in, I'm just thinking of all the different programs they put you into. Um, and they do put you into a lot of programs that were not, they were not helpful. They were oh. not helpful yet. Just because some, first off, it's so early. I thought that was the biggest Let's thing. Let's just get you fixed. Yeah, as right soon away. As we yeah, can. yeah, because yeah. you know, ching, 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 ching. You know, and yeah, and yeah, and that was that was very obvious. Is I'm not ready to go out. Yeah. That's the problem with um, with uh, the disability driven stuff, yes. right? It's all money, and yeah, yeah you're yeah. this liability yeah. that's you costing have to the be money. Done by we a need certain time. You oh need to get God. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and of course, um, they would phone on a fairly regular basis. I have right. to say, the insurance company phones on a fairly regular basis. and Actually, the first six months, they probably left me alone because I wasn't taking any calls anyway. But I do remember them phoning and going, well, well how are you doing? Um, you know, well, I didn't have a shower today, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not out of bed yet, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, well, you know, try to be happy. Try to be happy. They would do this too. Yeah, they, oh, the, everybody, the, the positive this, psychology is just, well, just and, you, you, like, you know, and this is a long time ago too, right? We're talking yeah. over 20, 25 years ago, 20 years yeah. ago, I think. It's yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to think of how old I am as to when it started happening. Because that's the other thing is I, as I got more educated in regards to what depression is and, and how it comes to be, at least my depression, um, what I realized is that I had been depressed probably three or four years before I hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. before I just mm-hmm. crashed and my mental brain just said, we can't carry you anymore. We can't hold mm-hmm. you together mm-hmm. anymore. Because um, then I look at the cycle of, of how I got to that point, um, I would go almost almost bipolar in the sense that I would get that energy and I would be so happy because that's how I was going to survive the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it was that up and down and up and down mm-hmm. that eventually mm-hmm. your, your, you know, your mind just kind of goes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just a pit. So much blackness. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so when you say, like, blackness, oh. is that like a numbing? Does it feel like nothing and numb and, and the void? Or is it is it painful and you feel? Both. You, because yeah. when you first, I, when I when I first think about it, um, I think about how how I ate, everything ate, thinking ate, 
um, speaking ached. Everything, oh, okay. everything just... Like existing said, is just painful and uncomfortable. Just, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, okay. Just, just everything just hurt. And then when I also think of black, I think about that my mind, I couldn't concentrate on anything. So it was like this hole. It was like mm. a, a hole that just went around and around, like a, a whirlwind, you know what I mean? And so in slow motion, because I don't remember going that fast, I just remember feeling like I'm in this black hole and just going around and around and around. Um, and then as, as the drugs, and they definitely, they, when you say numbing, mm-hmm. the numbing comes from the drugs. So you did feel numbed out oh, on pretty yeah. much all the drugs that you yeah. were Yeah, didn't on. matter what I was on, it just, it, it ate me. It just, mm. you know what I mean? And so I... Just didn't feel anything. Everything was so nostalgic, and everything was like, everything was an effort, and I thought I'd rather feel <laughs> the effort coming from my body trying to get better than this numbing because is it really yeah. am I going to get better if all I'm doing is is numbing myself in my brain you yeah, know yeah. Um, and so but I, I mean I, I took them for probably a year and a half mm-hmm. um, until I was ready to okay you know I'm, I, I, I need to start weaning myself off of these and, mm-hmm. and I was really I had the psycholo- psychologist I was seeing at the time um, she believed in both the, the talking and the and the drugs they uh, I don't think I personally don't know in my case if if they had taken the drugs away if I had deleted them out of whether or not I'd have the same um, results because mm-hmm. I do believe that it's kind of a marriage at, the, at least for me it was at the mm-hmm. time it was a ma- I guess I needed that numbing mm-hmm. to some degree to yeah. kind of get control of my life because mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. life was so out of control mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. felt it was so out of control and yet yeah. nothing really was. But in my mind, it definitely was like mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. I haven't. I haven't thought about the feelings um, for so many years, and yet, and yet, I still feel depression. Um, I don't think I'll ever reach to that degree again, because I now know the signs of mm-hmm. when I can feel that I'm like, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm. I need to step back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I do remember as I was slowly coming out of it, you know, as I say, about a year, year and a half into it, um, and one of the most, um, again, the insurance company is going, like, you only have another, you know, X amount of time. How much time did they have give you in total? They tried, if I remember correctly, they tried for two years. Where they were like, two years is the cutoff? Is a cutoff. And then because of my condition, and I had... I did have such positive people in my team on my side that, you know, I mean, when we were hitting about just almost a two-year mark is when we were actually um, looking at, at shock treatment. Like, that, that's, oh. that's, where, that's where the doctor was kind did of that, like, like, scared the crap out of me. Scared yeah. the crap out of Doesn't me. Doesn't sound like a good thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I remember seeing the film because uh-huh. they have to show you a film on it and... And I'm going like, okay, well, give me, give me six more months and see if I can get better. Like, yeah, you yes, know, and you're I mean? in this like frantic mode of like, you must pull yourself out of this because your money's going to run out, and if the, if not, they're going to shock you. And like, well, that's <laughs> yeah, well, a even more stressful <laughs> environment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the insurance. Guy, I remember giving. The, I had another year, um, and I and at the same time, I remember knowing I was I was definitely ahead of the game. Like I was coming out. I could feel it. I just wasn't strong enough. To face anybody, I wasn't strong enough to go to work 
and do the particularly the job I had before, which was in sales, um, yeah. commission sales. So you kind of have to be in a different frame of mind. But I knew I, d I did not have, I didn't have the strength for that. But I wasn't having my suicidal thoughts to the extent mm -hmm. as, as I was. So I know, I know I was getting better. It mm -hmm. may not have looked at on those little chart things that they mm -hmm. fill out constantly, but I knew. Um, and they get, I, I mean, I still was, I was still not dreaming in color. I still couldn't pick up a book and read, but I still felt I was at least getting out of bed. I was at least getting out of bed and I wasn't having panic attacks as, as often. Um, cause the panic attacks were probably the most crippling of all. Mm -hmm. Like that was, um, I had no idea what a panic attack could do to you and how it could just stop you in your tracks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because that was something else I dealt with, just getting close to the door to go out mm. would would cause this, yeah, this panic of you're sweating and, and you're, you're barely breathing and you're shaking and like literally, literally sweat is coming off me because I have to go out the door. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so I noticed, because they do ask you to keep a journal and write as much as, as possible so they can, you know. So like you the also disability... No, they actually, it was mostly my psychologist on that. Um, oh, she okay. wanted me to kind of... She wanted to figure out what was going on with you. Well, and for me to be aware that, mm -hmm. look at look at three months ago, you couldn't yeah. even get out of bed. And look at here you are here. Yeah. yeah. You know, you went for a walk. Mm -hmm. You went for a walk around the block. Like mm -hmm. that was... So so I was that way, you're able to see your progress, which um, to, I guess that's what I needed. I needed to see that I wasn't still in this big yeah. black hole. It was gray now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and crawling out of it. And that was something that we used a lot of in, in when the therapist and I would talk is is she would, you know, want me to visualize crawling out, crawling out of the hole. Do you see light yet? Um, and that was that was one thing I do remember is I for the longest time you don't see light. Like mm -hmm. there was no light. There's no light. It's just close your eyes in a dark room, close your eyes and that's all you see. So there was absolutely no light, and then eventually, eventually I would see, I'd close my eyes and I could see, not so much light, it just went gray. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like it wasn't that black, pitch black, and then it mm. went gray, and that was kind of how, I don't know if it's just how I interpreted my getting better, because mm. this is how my brain kind of, you know, let me know that, okay, look, it, there's a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to be okay here. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, I do remember um, the suicide thing was a big one, because, um, they talked about putting me into uh, uh, the psych ward to see whether or not, because they were afraid of the, the, you know. So then you don't talk about that because I don't want to go in a psych ward. So you felt like you just couldn't talk about that piece. Yeah, you so had to leave piece, that out because otherwise you get, they'd lock you up. They'd lock you up, yeah. So I learned that very quickly. So I'm not going to yeah. talk about that anymore. I'm not going to talk about, um, and it's, it's funny because I, even now I think of, and this is really weird, and I don't know if I really should say this. Um, I felt like such a coward because I couldn't commit suicide. Mm. I couldn't. Um, I wanted to. Yeah. I thought of ways. Mm -hmm. I Googled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I even today I think of someone who has committed suicide and going like, wow, way braver than I ever was. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even do that right now. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Like, couldn't even do that. And that's something that I still think about today is, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, I'm like, you know, I just think, and 
even today, not depressed. Every once in a while, the mind will flip over to, if it gets too tough, I know I can do that. There's a way out. Mm. Get, life gets too tough. There's a way out, which is a real, I don't know, not the healthiest way of looking at challenges in life. Mm-hmm. Like that suicide is a way out. Suicide yeah. is a way out. Yeah, no, I think that's probably pretty normal to have those kind of thoughts when you are wanting, because suicide is the the way out, right? It's it's, way out. And I don't look at it as something wrong with the brain. I look at it as something, as an impulse that's there that's kind of the last-ditch effort of, like, something yeah. has to die, Yeah. right? Yeah. Not, like, the urge itself is is moving us to, to need to What's that pain? change something. Yeah. Like, there's something really not working yeah. yeah um and something needs to die right we need to we need to, to ch- change, change or yeah. or we can't exist we can't go on like that right yeah. yeah and when you can't quite take yourself out of the problem which that's what the suicidal solution is right to the to the brain just just make okay. this all end yeah. right this, i want this to stop when you can't make it end it's just you're frustrated and like yeah. you're like i can't even do that I like can't i, I think do that, that couldn't even do that right. I bet you that's like probably very normal for as a thought when you're yeah. when you're trying to find your way out yeah. of a life that's like really painful and there seems to be no way out and you want to die and yet because you want it to end and yet you can't because I don't something have... is keeping you here yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. well jeez <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that you know yeah no, no it's totally. very very true and mm-hmm. yeah depression. 20 some years ago and still today is a huge stigma oh yeah for sure and so I look back and I think how far ahead have we come mm. and, and I don't think it's still we have so much more to learn or to, mm-hmm. to accept I guess it's the biggest thing is you know and because I got that a lot what's wrong with you I hear you are to work not mm-hmm. working right now what's wrong with you so yeah. they look for the cast or the yeah you know yeah, what I mean or yeah. I mean if I said I had cancer I probably people would have left me alone. Exactly. That yeah. we have a set of things that are excusable <laughs> and we yep. we we understand them, but we only understand those things as something which is not accurate in my mind, as something happened that was beyond your control. Yeah. We have this idea that, you know, you, you just accidentally get certain diseases. Oh, it was just bad luck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nothing to do with all the other factors, which I absolutely Lead. don't yeah, agree I, with. Exactly. The body yeah. And the emotions, everything, of course, like yeah. you don't feel nope. through your emotions. You're going to store that in your body. It's going to manifest as a physical illness, right? Yeah. But it, we have this concept that you just, you just bad luck and you just get sick and yeah. there's things that happen and, and that's beyond your control. So, you're, you're, so you're excused and you can go over there and be sick. But for some reason, somehow depression is within your control, even though it's your mind instinctively shutting everything down, and you absolutely have no control over that. You have no control. Like, there is... The day that I crashed, seriously, like, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't have sucked it up. The definition of out of control, (laughs) beyond your control, yeah. Like, just, yeah... That's the problem. You've been holding it together all this time and trying to perform. But there was, even today, I said, what was I holding together? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, to hit such a, such a a, a rock solid bottom and I sit back and, and you know, even through that process, I've been talking to my, my therapist and it'd be like, why though? Like, my life isn't that bad. Like, what, what, 
why why did that ha this happen what, what why why what you know i i you know, my, my parents didn't beat me. My, you know, like I just had, I, I couldn't understand why. Mm. And I still to this day don't understand exactly why. Um, did I inherit it from my grandmother who was definitely mentally ill and, you know, saw people, including the, mar you know, angels mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stuff and had conversations with them? Or is this another form of it? And, and but I still to this day don't understand what, now they do say, I do remember conversations and the fact that uh, when something tragic happens to you when you're younger and you don't tell anybody mm -hmm. and you carry that for 15 20 years it manifests oh of course yeah but I still couldn't justify the the manifestation taking three years to heal like you know what I mean and I to this day I still feel guilty mm -hmm. that I took that long mm -hmm. to heal I, I, I took a long time so I must be very broken there must be something very wrong with me because I took this long time, long, long, long time here and still not 100%. Like, as I mm -hmm. said, I still, um, I've just gotten to recognize my little triggers that, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, um, I know, we, with work, I know that I can, I need three days off a yeah. week. I've yeah. learned that that is what That's I need. That's sustainable for you. That is sustainable. Yeah. doesn't mean I don't work my 35, 40 hours during that week. I just bank it all into four days, but uh, I need, yeah, I still work the same mm -hmm. amount of hours. I'm just really blessed that I have an employer that says, you do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that, that third day is a godsend to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, that's just how my body and my brain just kind of works yeah. for me. Well, you're highlighting, you're, you're, you're saying it all perfectly in the sense of like, our whole culture gives us this message of, these are the things you should do. These are the things you should be able to do. These are the things that should be wounding and to this extent. And this is when someone dies, this is how long you should grieve. And then you should so be this level of sensitive and you should have this level of armor and you should be able to go on. And this type of thing shouldn't really be that bad. And that You're over whole, it now. Right? And that whole thing of like, well, my life wasn't so bad is actually a cultural message that says whatever is real for you and showing up don't invite it in and honor it just compare it to some yeah. idea of what you should be feeling what we feel is normal for, yeah, for everybody exactly yeah, for everybody, we're all the same which we're not going to have the same level of sensitivity and yeah, right. we've totally been taught to repress everything so something that is maybe not so wounding to another person could be totally wounding to the next person but then they're told, you know, well, well, that's not that bad. Yeah. You shouldn't be sad about that. Yeah. Don't feel. Yeah. And you're then, over it, aren't you? Yeah. You're just stuff it. it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. It piles up. Yeah. And then before long, your system's like, we can't handle any more of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we and we do that when we say how strong we are. I mean, I always thought I was this incredibly strong woman, like yeah. just you know, independent and yeah. powerful in the sense that you know. Yeah, and just hard and hard, yeah. pull it together, yeah, pull yourself yeah, up, yeah. pull your boots yeah, up. Yeah, I can do perform. this. Yeah, yeah, putting my big, big girl panties oh, on and, and doing exactly. what I have to do. And, and and I've come to realize that part of strength, of my strength, is the ability now to ask for help. Yes, Because yes, yes, that yes. is what something I did not do. I did carry it all with me. I did mm -hmm. not go to anybody when something horrible happened to me. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, I put it down there and went, no. No, you can survive. Mm -hmm. You can do. You know, you can, you can survive this. And now I recognize that 
there's different types of strengths. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm. That's only half the equation. The, the, the hard defenses, but the other half is the the softness and the tears the and adapting and yeah. resting and yeah and giving yourself permission. That was that was a bad part too, is because I mean I had almost you know three years off. Um, never once went on a vacation or anything because I felt guilty. Right. Yeah. I Don't take care of yourself now. <laughs> Perform, perform, perform. <laughs> but because that was that was a, sh a sign that well that's that's a luxury. Yeah, you know that's a luxury. What are you doing? What are you doing going away? You yeah, shouldn't be yeah. doing going away. Uh -huh. You shouldn't be taking care of yourself. You shouldn't be be resting. You shouldn't mm -hmm, be going mm -hmm. to visit your family. You should be getting better. Mm. That's what you're supposed. to. But that's me telling it. That was me telling myself, and it's still. Right the Internalizing years. messages. Yeah, just, from, just, you yeah. know, yeah, no, I, well, if I go and, if I go visit my mom and my dad and, and go visit family, you know, well, then I'm good enough to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, totally. that's, that's that strength, right? That, yes. That's that. If I, if I can go, if I can go at the door and do that, then I should be able to go to work. Yeah. Like, Susan, come on. How do you make an industrialized workforce? You internalize <laughs> yes, the messaging exactly. of you must work. You, you must work. You must. It's very true, isn't it? Very. Which is why we have a society that only gives us two weeks off at a time until you've worked your yeah. ten years, and now you got three or four. Or when you're off, when you have a baby. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. how long it's taken us to get to that point. That you yeah. can, and, the, and now the the partner also gets time off. Yeah. You but know, if, but not enough. But not enough. No. Not enough. You've got to outsource your childbearing to. Someone else, which that's not that's not great for early childhood development. No, it's very true. As we both know, right? In yeah. our fields, yeah, that's very right. true. I mean, unless you have the village raising the child, yes. you've got grandma and you've got yeah. other people. Well, sure, but okay, we don't great. do that as much anymore, do we? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, in the, the old days, yeah, we all, or grandma lives halfway across exactly. the country. Or now, whatever, we're all yeah. so spread out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. I mean, when you think about part of our our mental health crisis that I mm -hmm. believe we're in, oh yes, is yeah. is basically a huge responsibility is blamed on, on the society and what we feel we should be doing and yeah. what and as employee or employee does and what you as, you know, the wife that has to work the full time job and raise the kids and do the housework and mm -hmm. do the and do the and do the and do the and we just we put all this pressure on and and I mean we have more um, I personally feel that we have way more mental illness in our society than we ever have. Oh, totally. And yeah. Um, yeah. and I think it's because of our lifestyle. I mean, I've often wondered, yeah. and I've never looked into it, and I really should. I know that um, I, I'd love to see the numbers in Europe who have a better mm. balance of life. Yes. Right? They have, yes. a, you know, you start a new job and you get, you get six weeks off a year right from totally. the right from the get-go has that helped their mental illness yes you they're know more I mean? community-based as well very like much so. a lot of the cultures there are oriented around attachment and family family and, and you like you're you know like yeah. i lived in japan and you're 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 you know the eldest mm. son takes on the parents to live with him that's yes you, do, you don't put him in a why would you put them off in a, <laughs> in a home? Yeah, that's on their own. So and weird. then we'll move to the other yeah. side of the country so that somebody else can look after you. Yeah. But so when you look at, at North America, because mm -hmm. basically, um, how do we change that? You know, now, because it's not going to happen overnight. But no. I do know that our workforce is becoming smaller and smaller in the sense that more and more people do take off for mental illness and mm -hmm. for um, trying to, you know, before they even hit that rock bottom, yeah, you know, I mean, and I, so I, you know, I sit back and I kind of think of, you know, 
20 years ago, we're in no better shape than we were. In fact, I think we're even worse yeah. shape. Totally. I really do. I mean, we, we, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm impressed that you managed to, to make it out with, with all the pressure that was put on you, like, from the disability. Like, I honestly feel like if disability um, packages, companies, you know, benefits mm -hmm. packages, whatever, I feel like if they were to approach the situation with much more ease and just to say to somebody, you know what, take as much time as you need. It's about your wellness and mm -hmm. not put the pressure on them. I bet you, I mean, I can't prove it, but I bet you if you were to study the statistics of how quickly do people actually recover if you're pushing them, to stressing them out how, further yeah. and wanting to and constantly pushing them to when are you going to get better? How yeah. are you going to get yourself yeah. out yeah. of this? Yeah. Like that's how why they got there in the first place because they couldn't just work their way out, out of, of it. it. Yeah, exactly. If I <laughs> could work my way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you're creating the conditions for them to possibly never get better by putting all this pressure on them. Yeah. Whereas if you kind of just say, you know what? We're here for you. Yeah. What do you, you need know, from us? What yeah, do you need? What let's do you need? just give you, wow, you yeah. are very stressed. This is all coming to a head. Yeah. Let's just, you need some time. Like go into that rest and you know, just, yeah. I bet you any money they would actually have better statistics if they approached it. I think you probably, I, I can, you could probably have shaved <laughs> off about a year. Totally. Like, I, yeah, because part of that was definitely, and what am I going to yeah. do? I can't go back to that where I work. Yeah. That was the other thing, right? There was no yeah. way I could have walked in there with my head held high. No kidding. So did you not go back no, there? Did not go back right. there. Right. Yeah. Well, I yeah, know. how could you? No. Just anticipating going back well, when there's all this stigma that you yeah. were gone. Yeah. And I took, the, I just had had a good time, right? I just, I yeah, was yeah. having a good time. This oh, yeah. yeah. Such a great time. I just having a, a ball. Fabulous time. <laughs> Call yes. the suicide hotline. Just, that's just the best, most <laughs> yep. fun you can have on a Saturday yep. night. Yep. Nothing like not having a yeah. shower for three or four days because yeah. too much energy was needed. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I personally think that it would have been a much quicker recovery of had, had yeah. you just been given and also the professionals out there and I don't know if it's because sometimes in a smaller community you don't get the cream of the crop right I don't and I don't want to really say that because I actually it's gonna up, be hit or miss it's gonna say. be hit yeah. or miss I mean yeah. I I you know my doc my family doctor and my therapist were phenomenal mm. like and yeah I mean they I I credit both of them for basically saving my life there's mm -hmm. no other way to put it because um, at some point if the darkness didn't go away, there was definitely going to be the, I would have, I, I know, I know I would have found a way. I would have found a well, way. Well, imagine if you ended up in a position where you didn't have the disability, you couldn't, oh you didn't gosh. have any income. I don't know what You I had nowhere done. to live. Like that's yeah. really pushing people to yes. the edge and yes. not over the edge. If I would say over the edge. You're yeah. right. I mean, I was really, I was very fortunate to have a package, a very good benefit package mm -hmm. actually. Um, and that's not most people's no, reality. No, they don't have I, the ability to collapse. I, I work mm -hmm. right now in a place that does not have benefits. I have no medical benefits where I work right now. Oh, wow. Zero. Wow. Zilch. Yeah. Now we're getting them. It's that's taken me eight years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because here I am as someone who suffers from a, who has suffered from a very uh, crippling depression of mm -hmm. sense of, you know, really not going to work or anything. <laughs> and I had a conversation with, um, in regards to get, getting benefits here for, for us in, in with the employer and it was funny but my mind went to the the cancer word mm. it wasn't it wasn't what happens if i if i fall flat again and, and go mm -hmm, down mm -hmm. the, the the rabbit hole it was because that to me that's my next evil mm. <laughs> you know because eventually in our world the older you get 
Oh, you have someone knocking. Oh. Let's just pause it for a second. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. The challenges of working while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say just about the, the thing we were talking about earlier about how you were like, well, um, you know, I didn't have a horrible life. Like, I shouldn't yeah. be this bad or something, and which is kind of an interesting um, thing I've, I've observed in a lot of people. Is right? it? Like, they have this idea that, like, um, they shouldn't feel the way they feel or something because their experience was not as bad as someone else yes. or something, right? Like, I wasn't in war zone. I wasn't, you yeah, know. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, that can sometimes be the gift of having an overtly traumatizing experience, right? Like, let's say you get in some, like, you go to war okay. or yeah. you go, you get in some serious car accident or, yeah. like, um, you have an illness that's permitted in our society <laughs> yeah. or, People you know, it, yes. like, things happen to you or, like, even, like, you know, abuse, like, there's some mm -hmm. incident and, and you can say, like, whoa, okay, like, something traumatic happened and therefore I have a reason to feel the way I feel. But I think, like just some really pervasive things in even in our society that are very considered normal mm -hmm. or like very deeply wounding that we do and mm -hmm. invalidating and especially those build up over yeah. time and we think and it can create a blindness right where we're like well my my life wasn't that bad so I shouldn't feel this way whereas like that that yeah. for me has actually been a gift in that I have had some really overt trauma, mm -hmm. you know, like my mom died by suicide and there's all these things. And it was just like in my face, like I had to look at it and say, acknowledge wow. like, yes. okay, these terrible things happened and everyone outside can validate. Okay. These terrible things happen to you. Whoa. Are you okay? You yeah. know, you yeah. should be, oh, yeah. you, you should, should feel be. that yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like all of everyone else in society who, meanwhile, they don't realize that because our society's sick and we, don't know about attachment we don't have the rituals to take care of it kids are just kind of generally their feelings are negated mm -hmm. repre emotions repressed yeah. Yeah. that's blanket normal <laughs> it's common yeah. it's common enough and then the sensitive ones kind of manifest these things and we go well you shouldn't feel that way you didn't go to war yeah you know yeah. and it's like well maybe you should feel that way because there's a whole lot wrong here and our society like we need in general. To wake up. Yeah. Our society in general right? is wrong. Yeah. And you should feel that way because you do. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Do I do do you need a justification to feel the way you feel? Yeah. A logical one. <laughs> a logical one. Exactly. Because your one emotions are going to respond to that. Yeah. One that's accepted by society. Yeah. Right. You like, tell yeah. those emotions to get in line. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, put your big girl panties on and whatever. But that's true though, because when you think about it, and actually, when it's funny, because when I do look back. And, and I don't want to talk about the traumatic thing that happened. Sure, um, sure. No, that's fine. But it definitely, when I, you know, with all my therapy, my, mm -hmm. my continual therapy, um, that definitely played a huge part. Mm -hmm. And it was something that happened when I was quite young. Mm -hmm. And I uh, and it had a repercussion. And But I still took care of it myself. Oh, yeah. Being I did by not, yourself. I, well, and I did not go to my parents. I did not go to any outside source. I went... No, that's not what you do. You take care of it yourself. You're a big girl. You can do this. Exactly. A secret that breaks your attachment, that breaks your fundamental yeah, it, well, and, 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 need. And, and it's funny because before before I actually hit rock bottom is when I actually told my parents what had happened mm. when I was younger. Um, so I thought I was like, you know, like this weight yes. would come off. And, and I'm Catholic and I also went to, I don't know how many times to confession, mm. just for this weight to come off me and it never did uh, okay. it never did even uh, and I, I still think that um, 
you know, um, that my parents, particularly my mom, I'm, I really don't know if they really believed me. Well, that's why the, probably the weight, right? Like yeah. if you had been witnessed yes. to the extent that you needed to be, then maybe the weight would have lifted. Gone yeah, because I don't mm -hmm. really think there was that, you know, that, that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh, are you sure that happened? Right. Are you sure that happened? Then oh, it yeah. validates, oh, I guess I am alone in this. Yes, that's very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I remember just after telling them that, thinking, because I, I, I figured out that it was, you know, part of me going through this, this process, but I still remember the spiraling. Mm -hmm. yeah, there was no validation. There was no, um, oh my God, that happened to you? Why didn't you come to us? Mm -hmm. There was none of that. Yeah, there was yeah, none yeah, of, you yeah. Know, There was none of that. There was this like, oh, you know, you've always been an attention seeker. So is this what you, ex you know? Um, oh. Yeah. So I, I yeah. mean, and I do not blame my parents at all. I mean, a part of it was the fact that I, 20 some years ago, I guess I should have went to them <laughs> when everything was, was happening. Um, I don't know. There was no right or wrong. Do you know what I mean? No, though. Yeah. If, yeah. if you thought it could break your I didn't connection, want, yeah. then you'd be and, worse off. Yeah. Actually. And that's what it, it was like. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 You sit back and I don't know. There's no right or wrong with any of this. I think it's just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I never want to be in that place again. Mm -hmm. I will do everything I can to prevent myself from going into that place. And it's funny because just recently with COVID, with COVID. Particularly, um, probably in the last six to eight months, um, I had to take a step back because I was feeling myself mm. just, you know, and I don't know, was it COVID? Was it the fact that, um, you know, I didn't take holidays for the first year and a half because mm. I felt bad. I didn't want to leave my staff because yeah. anything, you didn't know what was happening from day to day, especially yeah. with the government rules and stuff. And I didn't feel it was fair to leave them to make a decision when mm. I'm, you know, I'm off. So I, you know, I yeah. kind of held back on was looking after them versus looking after me um and just in the last little while it's kind of been like okay i'm going to take a couple days here because i'm not feeling right mm -hmm. i'm not feeling i'm not feeling totally in control um and i 20 years ago i would never have done that mm -hmm. i would have just kept plowing through because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know just go till you break and it's the weak ones who fell survival of the <laughs> fittest right, right. <laughs> it's so like an army like we're, we're trudging ahead and well, if people are. fall off that's it well, you know, so what like, leave them we're like keep ants. going we're just yeah, ants yeah. right there's totally. somebody there's somebody replaced me what do they say like you know you're only as good as your last job or your right. last thing you did or whatever you know right, I mean, right, we're not right, we're right. also replaceable yeah we have we're there's no value you, you know. give yourself to this job and yet if you were gone tomorrow it would be filled in. Yes, they're not going to. They're not going to plant a tree in my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or name well, a bench or anything. It's funny. Me. This might be dark humor in a way, but well, like, if you die by suicide, they will plant a tree in your honor. True. Yeah. My mom has a tree planted in her honor, a place of work. Does you have she? To kill yourself to get one of those. Jesus. Can't even do that. But isn't right? that kind of true? But though? isn't that true? But you have a really good point here because mm -hmm. I would never have thought that. Mm -hmm. I would never have thought that. It, it is strange. It, that, is, that is a little bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That is a little bizarre. Um, do you visit the tree? I, you know, I actually haven't seen the tree. I, I've never, there's like a, if I'm remembering correctly, there's a fence around the, the place. And I remember hearing about, I, and I saw some trees and I think, I'm pretty sure that that's the case, but no, I've never visited. Oh. I think it's kind of in a, in a, Enclosed area that you're not even allowed. Yeah, not, yeah. not let people come walk by it, and, and yeah, you have not to like go a memorial like, place where it, it might be a little memorial. Because I know Red like, Deer has one. I think it's like open during business. Oh, okay, their business their hours business would hours. be like 
from about eight to four. And how long ago was this? For well, you? that was in two thousand two. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really that long ago. Yeah. You know. Yes and no. Yeah. Like I'm I'm now older than my mom ever was. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. 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 So she was thirty nine and I turned forty this year. So it was like that. Oh, that, that, that no, I understand that. I, I I I get that. I'm now older yeah. than my mom ever was. Yeah. 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 She had kids really young though, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And do you ever um, kind of look back in, in yourself and kind of go like, do I suffer from any? of the mental illness that affected mom or what was it or you know I would definitely say my mom was affected by depression for sure for sure yeah um she never fully collapsed like had the full-on like meltdown it was more of a like um she just kept she she kept pushing kept pushing she would use a lot of coffee Mm -hmm. like I remember um she would drink like an entire pot of coffee in a day kind of thing like Mm -hmm. I think she was just just fighting it, yep. like by simulating yep. herself, and just there was a lot of um, stress, so there was a lot of alarm. I think mm-hmm. she her alarm because fight, of the external sort of yelling and like you must perform. Yep, yep, oh, um, yeah. You know, like if you're, you know, depressed and lying in bed, and someone comes into that bedroom and starts screaming at you, your alarm system will kind of take it's over and rev you, get you up. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> right. So there just wasn't the the space to, to crash mm-hmm. it was just like you but must she did crash going. she took over control and that, she crashed the one time that was the crash that was the that crash. was the out that it was the was ultimate her. crash that's yeah. true that's that, a good, that was her crash that's a good point it's like yeah. i'm gonna go to sleep for yeah. a really sleep long, long time, time forever yeah forever and ever amen yeah. yeah and i do think you know that like she's she's relieved Oh, of that suffering. the pain. The pain is gone. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that yeah. is always sitting in your head when you think about suicide mm-hmm. 50, mm-hmm. 60 times a day. Yeah. Is the pain would go. This is, exactly. If I want the pain to go, this is the way I have to do it. Exactly. This, is, this is not. Um, yeah. Do I wish she could have, you know, changed the circumstances of her oh, life? Absolutely. Definitely. But I also think, you know, it was it was awful mm-hmm. to, to go through that. Um, but there is some kind of solace in like, okay, well, at least she's relieved of that because it was a whole lifetime of suffering yes and just never being able to catch up and get through get that up. and yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah the, um because I, I have a number of um of cousins and i'm thinking of two in particular and uh, that have committed suicide and one of them just after the birth of a second child um, oh wow i know i know i just yeah. it breaks my heart but what i found um surprising or should I be surprised, was the anger from a couple of my siblings mm. that how, how selfish of him, mm. how selfish of him. And, and I remember, this is long before I hit my rock bottom, I'm kind of going, selfish of him? How selfish of you mm. to think that? Like, hello? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, who's, yeah. who's really being selfish here right now? Can you not imagine the pain, the, the, the pain he must have been in and to totally. do it? Knowing that his new baby and the mom are, are in the house at the same time, like he, yeah. like why are you angry? Who, what right do you have to be angry at him? I mean, you be angry in the sense that what a shame that he took his life and stuff, but mm-hmm, to be yeah. angry at him, yeah, I just I couldn't get it. Like I, everybody's just think. starving, starving for love. Is it? But <laughs> I also think that like anger is part of the process. It is. It's part of the, right? it's part of the grieving process. There's it no is doubt. It is part. Because that, is the first pro- that was the first process she hit, though, was the anger. Anger yeah. at him. 
yeah. 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 I do think that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. But you have, at some point, that anger has to be let go, and it's still to, the day, to this day, if we talk about it, it doesn't. It okay, so it's is, just. Yeah, it's just the all, fact that yeah, what, a waste, the what a waste. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a waste. What a waste. What a waste. And and how selfish of him to do that. And and I just sit back and kind of go, wow, but think where his mind was. Mm-hmm. Like, that was his only out. That's what he felt. Yeah. We all know that there's, and I, and, and actually I have to say when, when I would have those thoughts, I would think of, because um, two of them in particular I knew quite well, and, um, and I kept thinking, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, mm-hmm. you know, because how bad, yeah. And also, again, as I mentioned it before, I just, I, I'm a coward, mm. which I guess today you sit back and go, well, it's a good thing you were a coward. But there's that sense of failure as well, isn't it? Which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. But is it a coward or is it courage? Because I would define courage because I I, I didn't de- do it. I would define courage as not an emotion, but as the product of two emotions. Where on the one hand, you're scared to do something, but on the other hand, you are holding on to something that you want to do. So like part of you is. Part of you is wants to live, mm-hmm. but another part of you... I don't know if I wanted to live, though. But was there a part of you no. that did? I just didn't have the courage to commit suicide. What I was did, it that, I like, part what, of it, what were you holding part on Part of it to? was I didn't... Who would, who would find me? So you're holding on to some relationship. That I didn't want someone... Like a caring about someone. I didn't, yeah. Whoever else. was going to find me... You were going to impact them. I was going to impact them. That was mm-hmm. huge. That mm-hmm. was, that's why the one driving over the cliff mm-hmm. was, uh, in my, you know, um, sick little mind, I sat back and said, if I drive over the cliff, the people who come there are, are first responders and they're trained. So I'm not impacting a family member to walk in and find me. Yeah. You know, and that was, and that was something yeah, yeah, that yeah. paid over yeah. and over again was I did not want the impact on, on, on someone I cared about. Yeah. Not that I didn't care about other people. But yeah, you know no, what I mean? maybe like, courage is the wrong word. Courage, yeah, I think, I'm thinking that? of this wrong, but but there's some sort of like... Um, it must have been something still that made... Attachment that, yeah. to caring about people. Yes. Right? I did not want to... You didn't want to negatively affect well, someone. Well, I had already impacted mm-hmm. lives because of my inability to go to work and my inability mm-hmm. to function properly and my... You know, I was in an mm-hmm. embarrassment to my partner at the time. He didn't want to t- tell people. Mm. You know, I mean, again, very small town. Yeah. So yeah, everybody yeah. knew. You can yeah. only say you're, <laughs> you got, you know, you got a cold for so long. So, so much stigma. Just like, this, you might as well put a stamp oh, on your head or something. I felt yeah. that there was. I felt that everywhere I went, people were, were, were watching me that, uh, oh, oh, you know, you know, behind yeah. whispering always. The, the stigma. Well, you can't get better in those conditions either. No, you can't. No. And Did you also, move them? No, 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 no. You just you just plug away because um, there wasn't a lot of options of moving. And I, if I did, I would have been on my own because yeah, I, I don't never, no didn't even think that would have taken energy too. Yeah, right? that would have like there's no way my brain would not have gone. Now it's funny you should say that because probably about the second year I did leave. Mm-hmm. I just packed everything up and went to you know a, a bigger set city. Was back within a week. Oh. Was back within a week. Just, yeah, just again. And then and then off to see the psychiatrist because I'd had another, I'd gone down again. Yeah. And yeah, the flight or fight. 
thing takes place and I just needed, I, I wanted to get out, I needed to breathe and literally for one week and then turned around and went back. Hmm. It's weird. So were you able to like be okay with everybody in the community again or did you feel like this stigma kind well, of was always attached to you after that? I remember having a conversation with my doctor about uh, and him, uh, him discussing the fact that he felt well, one thing that was really lacking in the community was a support group for mm -hmm. depression. And he, you know, he kept trying to, you know, as you know, you're not alone. Look how many mm -hmm, people have mm -hmm. these. But he wanted it. Let he w he wanted me to start it. He felt oh, that I okay. it would be beneficial for me, uh, beneficial for the community, um, because it was the stigma really that kept me down the most. I would mm -hmm, have to say mm -hmm. it was really the stigma that, you know, that that I, I was this weak person. I was this weak, weak, weak person and, and not healthy and stuff like that. That really bothered me. Um, I never did do it. Um, I, I, I never went back to that job. In fact, I went and worked in a community the other direction. Mm. Um, now, those people still knew about it. Okay. Um, but I felt safer than where I used to work. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way, I, there's no way I could have gone back to where I worked. There was mm -hmm. no way. It would have been, it would have been too much of an uphill battle to prove to them that I really was sick. I yeah, had to justify yeah, yeah. that I really was sick. Yeah. That, uh, yes, I'm sorry that I didn't have a bandage over my head, and maybe that's what we should do in our society is just wrap a <laughs> Band-Aid around our head so people know that, yes, my my, my head is broken, my brain yeah, is broken, yeah, yeah. because that's what people want to see. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you okay? You look okay. Well, they probably wouldn't have even had those overt conversations. It would have just been, like, how they treated you. Yes. They would, oh, there would have been nothing. It would have been, yeah. it would, they would always be the ones that would just want to know more. Mm. The, the the interest of it, you know, like, seriously? So I think you get all that time off of work? Yeah. And they paid you? Like this drama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No concern for me. Yeah. Now, I do know that, uh, like, a couple of my bosses, and actually I'm still in contact with with one of them, um, and he he contacted me about every month or so, just, how you doing? Just checking in, how you doing? Had no intentions of me coming back, mm -hmm. just... Just checking in. How mm -hmm, you doing? Mm -hmm. How you doing? So there were certainly people in in the industry that recognized that this is a, a yeah. legitimate. Like just so you know, I'm not like shaming you. Yes. And I don't yeah. have this low opinion of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm and, concerned about you. And that that was nice. Like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, you know. Oh, I'm not dead yet. I remember saying that to him one day. Well, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> what do you mean yet? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> some days. <laughs> some days you you just some days it's it's a thought that you just cannot take out of your head. Yeah. At least that's how I found it. I just found that there were some days that it was the real that just kept playing over and over again. That this is the only way I'm going to get better. This is the, I can't get better. The only way I can get is to leave. The only way I can leave is to do this. The only way mm -hmm, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like that. That was the real I got until. And it was a therapist, and I was very again. I was really blessed when it came to my my two my two or three key key components of my of my recovery and my getting better. Um, I had no problem in phoning, like I had a, I had a, a phone number that I could do it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, sort of thing, which doesn't normally happen in today's world. Right. Um, yeah. And it wasn't the hotline; it was her personal number. Oh. So oh. if you need this, was your this is my site. therapist. Psychologist, yeah. No, no, nope, psych, yeah, psych, not psych, psychologist, not psychiatrist. The psychiatrist okay. to this day, I can't remember her name because it is such a quick visit. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how you can, she had no idea who I was. Right. She had no idea really what my, he, she was just there writing notes. <laughs> 
she was just there checking out to see which part of the drug factory I was gonna I was gonna respond to. You know, they were a drug dealer. They, seriously, and and a lovely lady. I'm sure she's a really nice lady. But all I kept thinking was like, like who do I t- who do who do I talk to? Yeah, who do yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Who? Don't worry about that. Ups or uppers, downers, all arounders. What do you want? <laughs> you want to sleep? Here's a sleeping pill. You want to wake up? Here's a wake up pill. Here you don't want to feel no pain? Here's a painkiller. Yeah, because because I because I knew that more than anything is that I needed to find out why. Yeah, yeah. Why did this happen? Yes. That yeah. was that was my biggest thing is why did this happen? Without putting blame on anything, I still needed to know why. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. why when my life wasn't horrible and I you know, I mean we all have horrible things that happen to us. You know. Um, and I had thought I dealt with it. I thought I responded to it is in a professional and you know, the, the appropriate way sort of thing. Uh, I didn't know I was going to carry it with me for twenty mm-hmm. years before it actually reeled its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still couldn't think of that 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 traumatic experience and the after effects of it. I didn't think that it would have that big of an effect. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like twenty years later, yeah, you're just now waking up to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. I thought I'd worked it all out, um, and I also know that um, at the time of going through this depression, I was in an incredibly abusive relationship. I remember going. There was a doctor that came from uh, from Calgary, actually. Um, and I guess he's quite famous. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, um, but he he came out because he wanted to meet me, and he met me with my with my partner, and we were going through our the plan. You know, I'd like, you know, we kind of, because they kind of set up a plan of... Was he sent by, like, the disability... Yeah. No, no, I think, no, no, he was actually sent by my doctor. My doctor, I think, had gone to some sort of seminar or something. Oh, And so had talked him into coming up and seeing a few people uh, where I was, and uh, I just happened to be one of them. And all I remember is my partner sitting here, and I'm sitting here, and um, the doctor's asking questions, and my ex-partner is starting to scream at me like scream at me and I'm just like cowering and cowering and cowering and and, and eventually they, 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 they stopped the session and um, I got a printout of the session and I still have it to this day and what it talks about is that the abusive relationship is also a big part of why I'm not getting oh, of course. better of and course. again I did not recognize it as being abusive mm. um, he didn't hit me didn't, yeah. wasn't hitting me um, he put a roof over my head when I crashed. I felt this obligation. Right, 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 right. I felt this obligation that, that you know, when I was at my lowest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he didn't kick me out of the, out of the place. He could have, you know, like I would have been, you know, totally on my own and no place to, to you know, hang my head or anything. And, and so I always had this, even when I was getting better and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we talked it over with my therapist that, you know, like, you know, a healthy relationship. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is, yeah. This is how it looks. And, oh, but you know what? If I leave him, he has no friends. And, you know, and if I do this. And remember, mm. he was there when, was he there? Like, this yeah, process. Yeah. And, he was and, there physically, yeah. yes. Well, but and, he was probably right, adding, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's interesting because when I had been back in the workforce, probably about a year. Yeah, it would be about a year is when I actually he came home one day and I had already moved out. It was like, mm-hmm. and that's actually, mm-hmm. is funny because that's when I really felt that I had gone to the other side. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, holy smokes, I started a new job, got a place to live, left this relationship yes. that, that was definitely not, he was not the, the reason for the, for the breakdown, but he definitely was not 
um, not part of the yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah he was not part of the solution yeah, that was yeah. for sure you know and, and so I sit back and I go that was kind of the day I kind of went I'm getting my I'm getting my my power back mm -hmm. I'm getting my strength back this is this is huge this is absolutely huge now because of my personality it took me almost a year after that before I actually totally cut it off mm -hmm. um, again that guilt I have I, I don't know I don't know what it is but I live with guilt on everything I do everything mm -hmm. I do I have this mm -hmm. thing about guilt which is another thing I've learned is part of the depression um, it's what causes it you know because you're constantly taking on everyone everything I'm responsible everyone. for oh, everything the world, the world if I can take a, you know yeah um, yeah I just have this thing well, about yeah that's a lot to take on <laughs> well I, I, one time I thought I had big enough shoulders <laughs> apparently not lessons <laughs> depression taught me yeah. shoulders are not, not, just not as steel. big as the universe <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 but it's yeah I, I, I've always had this this thing about guilt mm -hmm. guilt in the mm -hmm. sense of um not doing enough. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and I and I followed me right out of in, into depression and right out of depression. And I still, to this day, have to sit back and kind of go, "It's about you, Sue." Yeah, it's about you. Well, how long? How old were you when this kind of major traumatic event occurred? I was in my early forties. Yeah, I was in my early. Well, the one in 40s. childhood, though. Sorry. Oh, I was seventeen. Okay. 17 years So old. from at least that point, uh -huh. you were essentially having to take care of yourself. Yes, yes. Actually, if I, not earlier. Yeah, and much earlier as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 17 is when this very, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it, um, yeah, 17 mm -hmm. and, and it was when the guilt started too, right? right? What did I cause? What did I do? What did if I nobody's do? taking care of you, then it's not a natural state of being to, you know, you just take care of everybody else and... Well, then if you're not, mm -hmm. if you take care of everybody else, then you don't have to concentrate on yourself as well. That too. It's a perfect, dis <laughs> brilliant distraction, right? I thought I'll it was. rescue everybody else. But, but apparently the, the, the universe has different <laughs> feelings about it because um, I, I was taking on way more than I could handle. That's for uh -huh, sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was 17 when, uh, when the most traumatic thing. I mean, and I have little pockets too when I was younger. I mean, parents, parents learn as well mm -hmm. on how to be a good parent. And uh, my parents were no exception. Um, I have three siblings ahead of me. Um, so mine was better. But I do recognize when I look mm. at my younger ones, they got the best parents mm. <laughs> because they kind of learnt <laughs> with mm. each one of us kids and then, mm -hmm. and then the last two. Uh, but, yeah, my, and my dad was, you know, kind of a distant, distant father. And I mm -hmm. was always one of those girls that wanted their father's approval. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, never did get it. And, right, right, right. And that's okay too, because one of the things that the therapist taught me was how to approve it for myself. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. That was something that I had to learn. I didn't realize it was such a big deal to me. Right, right. Um, you know. Like yeah, I'm, it's just kind of wired in. It needing it, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where the brain, feelings, everything—they're just a. They're, there's no two alike. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of sit back and look at, at their their um, cookie cutter way of fixing. Mm -hmm. How does that work when we're all so friggin' different? Yeah. Like, yeah. why is it you're saying I should only take this long before I'm better? Well, who, right. you go, who, who, you, who are you going with? Yeah, like, what exactly. Do you, what do you... We're getting that idea. Yeah. From. Like, what, what makes you... <laughs> Your spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that what we are, though? Is that we're just one big spreadsheet to them? You know, like, well, we need you back at work in the workforce by this date so that, you know, we can make sure that we get this out of you. Yeah. and Because they do. Like, yeah, yeah. They, There's no doubt about it. They do. Um, yeah. 
but depression I, I again as I just think that one of the biggest things is is that we're still we're still talking about it yeah we're yeah. still trying to get rid of we that stigma yeah. we're still trying to make it it and I even the word mental mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is derogatory yeah, it's a yeah. mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're mental. You're mental. You're crazy. Yeah, because we've always, exactly, because that's what we've always said, right? So when you have mental illness, it's yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Crazy as a coconut. Crazy as a coconut, yeah. Which, you know, it's not always the best thing. But yeah, that's yeah. it. I, and I, and when you, when you approached me about this, it was kind of like, wow, here we are, you know, 20 some years after the fact with myself, and we're still an uphill climb. Mm-hmm. trying to get rid of this stigma mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that we're not all the same and mm-hmm. we all respond to things differently and how we how we cope with things and how we learn totally. to cope with things and and we shouldn't be judged because exactly. we're not the same it's like autistic people i think have a lot to teach us in that way if we could take that idea and extrapolate it to other yeah. things where like you know me sitting here under this light right now, my nervous system might be able to, to kind of filter that out and cope with that. Yeah. But someone else, sensitivity, yep. you know, might be, oh, that uh, would that, just, yeah. that that's burning them, yep. right? Yep. You know, and this, the same is for emotional sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like the word mental health. Yeah. I like I like emotional, because it it's emotions. It's, it's emotions, exactly. Yeah. I know your yeah. limbic system is in your brain, but, but, but it's also yeah. all part of your entire body and it's being all connected. and everything. If I've learned yeah. anything, if it's hurting up here, it's hurting somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, and it just manifests. Have you heard the, the gut but, um, gut research stuff? No, but I, amazing. I can see that being part of what it connected because when I mm-hmm. look at my illnesses that I have, mm. gut is one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I have had an irritable gut for yeah. since I was about 18, oh, actually. just about every person I talk to who's yeah. had, who's not been able to kind of recover from trauma and still very is are very affected by that yeah has irritable irritable bowel and, and issues with your gut but no if I, I can't think of like a book in particular um i know deborah mcnamara is coming out with a book about food and attachment which will connect to that but um if you look up um enteric nervous system okay uh, it's your gut and they're they say like estimated it's like up to possibly like 90 percent of your neurotransmitters are manufactured in the gut really you actually have neurons like brain cells in the gut yeah it's called little it's called the enteric nervous system and the the gut is like so involved in your emotional well-being and and the heart too and the The heart heart has neurons it's called little brain in the heart and there's like so the the kind of like your three nervous system centers part of your chakra yeah yeah well and in peru okay so in peru they're so wise there and their their society is so amazing like maybe not the the big centers are westernized like lima and stuff yeah. but i'm talking like the high, high andes and up in yeah. the mountains where the people are living in traditional ways their um you know their shamanic traditions and healing and stuff um they focus on the chakras Your two chakras. four six and they call those the Look three that, hey? the three main centers and they don't have the you know western science behind it in no, terms of they neurons just know. and whatever but they they work with that Two, four, six. That yeah. those are the main ones. Yeah, when you when you, when you sit back mm-hmm. and look at cultures like that, mm-hmm. and we have literally destroyed them with our Western ways, and look how much better we are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Haven't we come a long way? You know, because we we've destroyed what, and the Chinese also have have incredible ways with their mm-hmm. their emotional illnesses and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and other cultures. Uh, the, 
a First Nation, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. and we turned around and scoffed at them. Yeah. And belittled them and destroyed them. Watch us do, do awful. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Watch us destroy here, ourselves. Here, have a pill instead, because that's going to make you feel so much better. Yeah. And you know, in the High Andes Mountains, like the Carroll people, they yeah. don't even have a word for suicide or depression or Because they've never had to deal with it. They don't. They don't, they don't they have They take it. care yeah. of themselves proactively. Yeah. 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 Well, Plus, they it, live in communities, and they're, they don't worry about all this crap that well, we worry about. Because your, your community will, will make sure you're fed, and your of community course. will make sure there's a roof over your head. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm turning into, I'll be 62 this year and looking at retirement, and I had no idea how stressful it's going to be as to, how am I going to afford to retire? Yeah. Because we don't have that system. We don't yeah. have that, you know, I've, I've talked to girlfriends thinking, okay, let's be like the golden girls. <laughs> let's let's shack up yeah shack up and because because so many women in particular um live longer live longer and they don't have the partners. finances and and mm-hmm. you know i mean i've i've never worked in a job that has had a pension so it's always been on my back you know to, yep. to create my own and and of course when you don't make lots of money that's a little hard to do mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. we have a, our whole society we we think we've come so far ahead and we've done you know westernized everything yeah yeah we have destroyed Yes, yeah. we have literally destroyed yeah. things, and yeah. we've let people down. We've let people feel belittled them because of an illness that they have no control over. Um, yeah, and how do we fix it? Yeah, your golden years, so to speak, should be the time when you're, be when you're taken care of, when people are yeah. seeking you for your wisdom. Wisdom, and yeah, oh, yeah. People are just passing the knowledge the pastor, on, and no, right? not here. No, yeah. you're right. No, we're yeah. we're sent out to. Yeah, we're totally well, opposite. Like. It's sad, but like a lot of people haven't cultivated wisdom in their life. This is very true, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I want to ask you for wisdom, but if you're just miserable and sick and well, have no I? wisdom to offer you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask you. I, like, yeah. it's not your fault, but it's yeah. culture's fault. Well, our whole society. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how do we change that, though? Like, yeah. what do we do? Like, grandmas and grandpas should be holding the babies and like not just be lonely by themselves going why am i so lonely why nobody are, ever why visits are, me why are <laughs> our, these built our senior homes besides our daycares exactly you know so that and and why does my where i work not have a little kitchen so i can have programs where the seniors yeah. come in and teach kids how to yeah. cook and why do we have daycares and seniors homes <laughs> uh, yeah exactly <laughs> they don't have that in the yeah, high yeah, end yeah, yeah, you're right let but, me tell you yeah but we mm-hmm. don't we don't mm-hmm. we just automatically everyone well first off we're expected to be on our own even as a senior yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, your exactly. kids leave, and then mom and dad or grandma and grandpa they'll just they'll just they'll just do fine where they are. Yeah. We just and and we've you know in the old day in the old days we <laughs> in the old days um your all your family lived right beside you or at least within the province you yeah. know and now we don't have that anymore and, and and we're calling it progress. Yeah. Yeah. And you know is it really progress what we've done and how do we how do we change it how do we make it so that um, daycares are not needed how mm-hmm, do we make mm-hmm. it so that a family can live on one income instead yeah. of having two or three mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. even two sometimes doesn't make it anymore when we have these corporations that are making billions of dollars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's only because they're not paying decent wages yeah they're you know they're they're I mean, we're totally off of depression but that is all depression about? jeff bezos needs that money <laughs> <laughs> sorry jeff <laughs> you can donate anytime you want though <laughs> We'll put it to good use. I um, think Jeff needs it a lot more than the family. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but yeah, but we sit back in Uganda and go, but that is, to me, 
why we are in our state of oh, depression yeah. and our emotional and mental illnesses or whatever you want to call them. Like I think that we've our society is so broken. The sensitive ones are like, hello, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, and and we're not being heard. Yeah, we're not being heard. Yeah, the, the, you know, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's 22 years after the fact, and we're not, we're, we're talking about the same things. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. still, you know, and and um, I I actually am not ashamed of my depression. I mm-hmm. that's why, you know, I was very open. Oh no, I know someone who's had depression, and mm-hmm. and not just a little. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you know, very, like, very, very, very severely. Case, I mean, yeah. I can tell you exactly what takes place in that when they do shock treatment on you. I've seen the. The videos that they have to show you before they will, you know, mm-hmm. um, three or four times. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you sit back and you kind of go, "How if we haven't changed it in twenty years? What's it going to take? Yeah. What are we going to do for the next twenty so that we can change it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and and I'm thinking more of North America because I think we're so far, we're so ahead, but so far behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we. And we're we're uh, we're a culture that does not look um, at other cultures and mm-hmm. other countries to see how they're doing it because they're doing it better because we don't ever want to think that somebody's doing it better than we are. Yeah. Because yeah. because we would never admit that we've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least that's the way I kind of yeah. Look at people it. don't even realize there's a problem necessarily because no. they don't know any other way of they've yeah. never heard of or seen Same. any other way of that's existing. True. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unless you unless you do some reading or well, it's some like what take away my little shiny devices and material crap like I don't want that. Oh well, yeah, how do they survive? Yeah, yeah, and it is hard. Yeah, yeah, they don't have those luxuries in the high Andes. No, they don't. They have potatoes, guinea pigs, corn. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about what. No. But they also have you know happiness. Yeah. Well, and there's there's part of our thing even with mm-hmm. when going through the therapy was we. Lo- did a lot of talk about what does happiness look like? What mm-hmm. does happiness look like to you? Quality what is, of life what, and stuff. Yeah, and what, mm-hmm. do you, what, what made you so unhappy? Mm-hmm. What were you mm-hmm. lacking in your mm-hmm. life or you felt you were lacking mm-hmm. in your life that made you so unhappy? Um, and still to this day, you sit back and my happiness changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daily, actually, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it does. It changes daily. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I've re- I, and I, I'm not to saying that I, you know, I'm certainly not, I'm not. I I wish I could give everything up and go live in the Alt Andes. Yeah. Well, and then you'd you'd be this outsider coming in, and it would be. It would not be the same. No. It would yeah. take years to yeah. belong into their. You know. Totally. Um, and mm-hmm. the other side of the coin is you sit back and. It'd go, be like Dancing with Wolves kind of thing or something. <laughs> well, you'd be, talk, you'd be joining to somebody their about that movie actually. tribe or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and definitely would not be overly welcomed. Um, they probably I, would welcome you. Well, they would, but, yeah, Just but then... Just need to learn how to speak I, Quechua. I, yeah, good luck on that. I can barely learn English some days. But I sit back and I think, it. But I'm so westernized that yes. I would go in there and I would want to change it to my way. It's a tough thing to change the brain after it it's is. been... Well, even I lived in... Programmed I, this way, yeah. I know that you have uh, have traveled a lot, Rob. I've li- I lived in Japan for about three years. Right. And what I remember the most is, and I traveled with a, with a, with a, a gentleman... Um, my work partner and uh, and I just remember going stop trying to make them think that this is North America yeah like yeah. you know so here's your apartment and you can like that was the rule as soon as you, as soon as we hit your apartment then we can be North America but the minute you come out that door we're in their country yeah we're in their country which means we follow their rules their mm-hmm, customs yeah. their and that's mm-hmm. how you get along yeah right that's oh, how totally. you and, and I just remember thinking 
Um, <laughs> but in my little world, yeah, I was definitely still North America. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know? That's why when people try to do intentional community and get together and have a, um, what's the word, like a commune yes, or something, commune. <laughs> they're always fighting with each other and everything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, we, we don't play well in the sandbox <laughs> together, do we? No. You know, and we came over to this country and totally demolished a whole civilized yeah. world, really, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. civilization, that, because they weren't of our way of thinking and yeah. our way of doing things. And, and, and I sit back and I, and I do now more than ever, actually, look at other cultures and how they handle uh, illnesses, mental illness, emotional illness. Mm -hmm. I have to put, mm -hmm. start thinking that because the mental illness really is a stigma. Totally, so, yeah. Horrible stigma. Yeah, and it doesn't in, provide intuition around what's actually going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we, when I think of what, what we need to change here, and I think the biggest thing is we need to start looking outside of Western, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Western civilization and looking at other cultures who have really superiorly mm -hmm. handled it better than we have. Totally. And, you know, but then again, we also have an organization, a, a culture that, uh, you know, if you're not a regular, I shouldn't say regular doctor, but an MD, yeah. and you're holistic, you're not mm -hmm. really a doctor. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we, oh, totally. we're so we're so worried about losing our place, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. losing our mm -hmm. power, yeah. instead of sharing it, yeah. and sharing the different different cultures and sharing the different knowledges and saying, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's there's other ways of doing things. We don't have to give uppers and downers. Mm -hmm. We can do you know like the chakras and meditation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I mean, I you know I I do the meditating now, I, which is really hard as somebody who <laughs> still not real good at it even after years of it i'm not real good at it um because my my brain goes too fast oh yeah it goes too fast oh. um but you know like yoga things like that that were that help mm -hmm. it helped and 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 just knowing when your body is your mind it's time to shut it down mm -hmm. and we're not given those tools no no there's so many helpful things and practices and things that mm -hmm. can that yeah. are so prevent, valuable yeah. and that so for, would to help prevent people it. so yeah. much, but we're not giving it. To, mm -hmm. We're not giving it. And then if you went to your doctor and asked them about it, well, they don't know about that. No, no, that's not no. what they're taught about. They're taught about how to prescribe. Yeah, it's not prevention. Totally, it's all you know. And and, and don't get me wrong, because my doctor was my saving grace. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, somebody though who thought outside the box, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that was very evident. An exception to the rule, if anything, those yeah. great doctors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're few and far between. Not that other doctors, I mean, they're only the, what they're taught. That's training, right? That's the training, yeah. Yeah, it's their training. It's yeah. it's not their fault. It's just yeah. that it'd be nice if we could, if we could expand their training a little bit more. Well, Big Pharma needs to make billions too, Susan. You need oh. to think about oh, the billionaires. <laughs> Apparently, it's about the billionaires. It, it, but that's our whole world, isn't it? That is about. That's our whole. Never world. mind us. Let, let yeah. them get their well, we billions. We are the ants, right? We are the peons. We're the ants. We're just there to make their money for them. I mean, that's what makes the world go around. That's why you know so many of us don't have a, even a living wage. I'm glad we can have humor. Oh, we have to though. In the face of all this futility, to. darkness pending doom <laughs> but one must to. laugh yeah, if you don't if you don't you're going to end up being where i was humor <laughs> is a brilliant saving grace it is. yeah there's and one thing i've learned from indigenous people is is it you, there's a little oh, they have like, the best senses of humor yeah. you know to laugh no matter what yeah that is it's mm. that's what saved me my humor mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. i mean i did go into uh um prior to that uh, I was a professional clown for a number mm. of years, right? Oh, I love clowning. I want yeah. to take training oh, in that. Yeah. I was I signed up and then it got um, canceled, canceled when it was co when COVID, COVID hit. hit. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I'd love to do something like that. Just yeah. the play and the like. Well, humor is a powerful discharge. Well, part of it is is it's your inner child. Yeah. Right. Bringing out your inner child. I mean, I used to take uh, teach courses on how to be mm. clown, and uh, and and oh, not not it. not so that you can be a clown and go and do juggling and stuff. It no. was more to take the inner clown and bring her out. Yes. Bring out yeah. your, your your inner self and how we have the self that the people see, and then we have your inner yeah. child. You so give yourself out. permission to like yes. be this different persona that can yes, express great. these different things. It was a good job. I enjoyed it very much because oh, it's not really much awesome. of a job. It's actually, it's a lifestyle, really. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I think one of the, uh, I met uh, Red Skelton, um, incredible, one of the first clowns out there. He, oh, yes, he I've, look, I've look heard him, of him. Look him up. But he's, I don't know anything about him, really. He's, uh, he was an incredible man. Um, and I met him, and I remember him saying, to, I stalked him. After, <laughs> yes, I stalked Playfully. Him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not really bad stalking. Um, but he, we had this conversation after when I, you know, when he said, oh, I think somebody's here looking for me because I'm in full clown costume <laughs> in the hotel <laughs> waiting for him to come down. <laughs> Glad I picked the right hotel. <laughs> like, seriously, I was stalked. What hotel would he stay at? <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, yeah. and I just remember we, we sat and we talked for quite some time, and one of the biggest things he said to me was, you should always make sure that you're the, if you're going to make a joke, that you're the butt end of mm, the joke. Yeah, that's, it's not at someone else's expense. Never at anybody that's else's expense. That's not the point. That's missing the point, yeah. The whole thing of, of humor yeah, yeah. Is, is, is to make sure that you're is not to bring hurting. healing, not create wounding. Yeah. yeah, and that was kind of his whole philosophy, and I took to heart to that that's one beautiful. because, yes... Because we tend to use, if you listen to comedians and stuff oh, now, so much of that is, is like stabbing at, the at other people. Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. someone's down, just so let's per, yeah, puking more crap yeah. into the system. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's helping. Yeah, that's yeah. helping the thing. You've you know? purged yourself, but now someone else has taken on that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when you have some. I, I think of things like uh, when, when especially celebrities, because they're in their eye all the time, and and they have a an episode. Mm. Um, you know, of, of, of illness and, or emotional illness or something, and the comedians just lambaste them, and it's kind of like, wow, right, yeah. why are we doing this? Yeah. This person needs us to, first off, give them some space and dignity and some privacy, Yeah. And but that's not the way our culture works. Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have to kick people when they're down. Yeah. And we're like, who can I exploit so I can make a funny? Yes, <laughs> yeah, so I can make a funny. And, and, and you know, and, and yet people laugh. And you said, but is it really funny? Yeah. Is it really funny? Yeah, there's such a, 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 fine, a fine line, line with comedy, right? There is a fine line Like, is it dark humor that, like, is bringing out the taboo and bringing, like, healing and awareness, awareness. As a, in a good way? Yeah. Or is it creating more well, to that person, stigma it's probably, and shadow? Well, and for that person, it probably is creating more. Yeah. You yeah. know, how can you sit there and have a, you know, I'm thinking my last I one. guess you have to talk about yourself. That's, and they yeah, don't want yeah. to do that, though. That'd be opening yeah. up. Yeah. That'd be opening up and they you know yeah. in the public eye and yeah, I can't see that. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any of them that open up themselves. Oh, I've seen some good ones. I'm have trying you? to think yeah, of help who me with this one. I'd have to I'd have to ask a friend of mine who to show me. There's some there's some, been some interesting and you know, maybe it's not like that comedian all the time. Maybe they have a one off where that particular yeah. Yeah. joke or that particular show where they really kind of went vulnerable, vulnerable and kind of opened up and stuff but I've definitely seen that style where it's like kind of like a storytelling and it's it's very funny um and it's really vulnerable well, often if they have a disability or something mm -hmm. they'll use their disability as part of the humor so they're bringing it on to themselves or a nationality yeah I've seen that where they've taken yeah. on the their nationality yeah and 
and made fun of it or made yeah. jokes about it, but it's yeah. it's it's there. It's, they're reclaiming they're it. Reclaiming it's like it. queer. Yeah. Like queer was yes. the insult, and then the queer reclaimed it. Reclaimed it and was like, hey, yeah, I'm queer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna embrace this one. Exactly. You tried to make it a bad yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you exactly. Know? And we're gonna now, you know, we pulled one yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just trumped you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am queer. What you gonna say now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come up with another one, will you? <laughs> yeah. But no, humor is, a, and I think humor is a big part of healing of any kind, oh, whether yeah. it be depression or anything anything mm-hmm. i mean humor is and it's also it's very much like music it's actually um oh yeah worldwide do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. every culture i've been into it's ubiquitous it's yeah, universal yeah. it's different like yeah. it, like you know the, the, when i lived in japan one of the thing, first things i noticed was their humor is more what back then i don't know what it is now because they've evolved um with slapstick where uh, we had already gone through that slapstick okay. phase, yeah, because yeah. I just remember when uh, when we Jeff and I put out our clown, our very first clown uh, show. <laughs> I just remember we're like, ta-da, and nobody's clapping, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all the bigwigs who had hired us, who had brought mm. us over from Western Canada, to, or Canadian, because he's from the states and I was from Canada, and it was like. And I just remember looking at Jeff going like, uh, we need, to do, we need yeah. to do some research here, buddy. We've got like two weeks to put something together. And so we sat and watched their TV shows. Okay, and that's yeah. when we realized that their humor. So we went back to the the pie in the face and, the, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like all these these 1930s type of clown oh, shows and stuff. And that's what, that's what, and they loved it. Huh. They loved it. So it was just where they were in their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's. It is funny how like. It, it stages through that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope they never get to where we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go don't, for the don't like, go for yeah. the yeah, don't go for the one where you Humor have to hurt somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was something as I say, Red Skelton was really, um, he was really big on. It's just that you're always the one. You're the mm. if they're laughing, they're laughing at you. That's cool. Thank you for reigniting my flame for clowning because uh, clowning is deep, and I need to go there. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, you didn't know anyone was offering that because I took a clown school in the states and um, oh yeah, no, okay I, okay I can't remember the name of the person but um another school. friend of mine who who does clowning um passed me their contact information okay because it's funny because my husband and I were just talking about it because he's like when we moved we downsized recently as I said and and <laughs> and my clown stuff <laughs> is oh. like three or four trunks full oh of, yeah. Uh, show apparatus and cl- costumes and everything and he said so we're gonna put this on ebay or something and get rid of it and i'm like oh whoa 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 i'm not quite ready yet i, I could get back into it when i retire because yeah yeah i mean it's totally. it's something i you know i love doing it it was it was i only did it for seven years that's seven, amazing years. yeah and the only reason why i didn't keep it up is because traveling i went to a smaller community oh yeah and when i was living in the city you find lots of work right, you know, right calgary right, stampede right. stuff like that but uh, no, when I went to a very small community of only 2,000 people, it, you can only do so many birthday parties because right. they all are the same kids. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got <laughs> to make new routines There's only time. so yeah, many yeah. routines, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, but I was thinking, oh, you know what, I'm getting close to retirement now, and that was something I could definitely go back into, especially in the children's hospitals and senior homes and things very of that nature, cool. which is a... And do the course again, like to take... Because uh, mm-hmm. I used to do that. There was a course we... That we uh, did in, I think it was Calgary, and um, yeah, where you taught people how to be a clown. Very cool. It was it was a long time ago. Clown oh, University. Clown <laughs> U- yes, it's in Wisconsin. It really is. I love it. <laughs> it really is a university to take, and Ringling Brothers is there, and they're kind of recruiting people when they're there. And amazing. 
yeah there's a whole world out there of that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a i gotta get in that i gotta get in there <laughs> so what would you do with it you know is what? it more for just <clears throat> your inner self i don't even know I just feel like that would be so fun to like give myself permission to kind of like try on these other personas and like yeah it gives you permission to act playfully in a certain way at times with people and improvise and like and no judgment yeah and a clown yeah exactly You're it's like clown. we're in the we're in the play mode here like yeah. we're we're goofing off and whatever yeah. I yeah I think it would just be fun and it's funny because um, as a clown I, I, I someday I'll remind me and I'll bring my my very first clown face in oh. and then I'll how you progress mm. to the point at the very end I just had a nose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right because you um it's inside it's of you inside yeah of you. yeah all you and need is just yeah. the one little whereas the first like you prop. couldn't even see me I right. was just white and yes. red and just like just this and and I just remember uh, Mr. Skelton saying, like, you, uh, you're pretty new at this. Yeah, <laughs> well, because you have tell. to put on a whole identity yeah. Yeah. and just your so other self me. goes away. And nobody, now you have yeah. this mask. Nobody knew me. Nobody can see you. Yeah. yeah oh, so. that's amazing. Yeah, and that's then cool. as you progress, it's like, and, and he, he did say to me, he said, uh, you're, the best compliment you're going to hear is when someone calls you a clown and you're not even in anything with the located to makeup or clown mm. costume. And he's right. The very first time I got called a clown, and I was just as I am today. Wow. And that's yeah, when you yeah. sit back and go, ah, yes, I made this. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And that's, that's, so I guess what I'm saying is you don't need that facade, all that makeup and stuff right. to give yourself permission. But maybe you need it at first. first you might. Yeah. yeah apparently yeah. I did. Yeah. Red Skelton didn't. He just started off right off the bat, but I guess, yeah. you know, he, yeah, yeah. Lucille yeah. Ball is classified as a clown. Oh, okay. And okay. she never wore yeah, yeah. makeup or anything, but yeah, cool. no, yeah, no, uh, I'd be interested. I wonder, do I want to take that again? No. I don't juggle, by the way, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Not every clown is a, is a juggler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never could master that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clown. I don't know. I, I don't have necessarily much interest in that. It's more just yeah. like the persona, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, and that's, yeah, well, now that we've totally gotten away from depression. Yeah, no. Thank you. Well, that's interesting because Stuart Brown says the opposite of depression is play. So look at that's that. Perfect. We so have not gotten all the time. We haven't. We, we are right where we're supposed, we're supposed to be. To be. And we just exactly. went all the way around full but circle. But that's probably a good place to, to end. To wrap up. Yes. I feel like that's that's a really great place it's to, a, to a end. Natural, mm -hmm. A natural conclusion. Well, thank you for letting me open up. Um, yes, thank you. These are always um, beautiful and vulnerable and powerful and. Yeah, amazing and yes. special. Yeah, you definitely the wounds have op opened up a little bit. Mm. I, you know, I mean, it fleetingly comes by me, but I don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's some definite ones that have come up to the surface that you sit back and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about mm -hmm. that feeling. Yeah, right? Yeah, stirred up in the conversation. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is, uh, but that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. I have techniques now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're yeah. not pills. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you go pop some pills and go to bed, honey. Sad, though, isn't it? I have a drug for that. <laughs> There's two of them. Let me grab my trench coat. Which side do you want? It's true though. Which is, yeah. Well, I'm interested. I'm. I will go and um and find your 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 um. Yeah. Wait till I get some of these episodes posted yes. up there, and then you can check out the other ones on the topic. Yes, I'm looking um, forward to. Not that I want to hear myself. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly with other people, because I imagine yeah. each one has been very different. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's yeah. experiences, and that's why. Why do we have a cookie cut? Their yeah. method of 
repair mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. yet we're all so friggin different and mm -hmm. how we got there and why we got there and some even us don't even know how we got there. yeah that's why i love the stories the lived yeah. experience stories that's true yeah that makes sense actually but yeah mm -hmm, i'd be interested mm -hmm. in the living libraries right yeah i'm putting one together in october we're doing in, we're doing ours in person though amazing uh, november yeah i think amazing. november i think it is too i think mm -hmm. it is too though i'm not really to to uh to do one here yet for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll oversee everybody. Sure. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of my... Uh, oh, well, good yeah, for you, I know you have, your story you, out there. You have like one coming too. up, don't you? A living yes. library. I saw that get just went through yeah. my mailbox the other day. I so. love those living libraries. I just love, I love collecting people's stories and yeah. listening. Oh, well, yeah. everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And when they think that they don't, that's when you know they, they sure do. do. <laughs> oh yes, you do. Yeah, exactly. It, it, and I, yeah, it, so would you like to borrow my clown mask? <laughs> Does the clown have a story? That's what I should do in here. Is have one here. Put Does the clown on. have a story? Because <laughs> everybody has one. Does the puppet have a story? <laughs> that's a, oh, I have one of those too at, at home in my tickle box, as they say. Yeah, ventriloquist type of one. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's those are I, awesome. Yeah, I used to tell stories. Yeah, we use yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Yeah. But anyway. Right. So well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Take care.